0: uctoday.com Hello and welcome to episode 2 of our Microsoft monthly update Again I was joined by Microsoft magician Tom Arbuthnot from Modality Systems to debug all the latest news about the platforms. It was a very busy month for Microsoft Teams in particular as they released a host of new features at Enterprise Connect 2018 which I was lucky enough to attend Tom unfortunately was not but he will take you through all of the updates and give you all of the insider information you need Tom, hello and welcome to episode two of uh Microsoft monthly update for Microsoft Teams and Skype for Business, although I feel this month it's probably going to be dominated by Microsoft Teams as it's been pretty busy. How are you, Tom? Are you well?
1: Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I think I agree. It's been uh, it's been a busy month for me, so I was in, in the States uh, at Microsoft for MVP Summit, which is all NDA stuff where we get to catch up with the product team, which is really good. Um, but then we had Enterprise Connect. Uh, I, I was remote for that. I couldn't couldn't really swing uh, two weeks in the States back to back due to other commitments. But I followed along remote. But uh, you were actually there in person, Patrick.
0: I, I was indeed, and I was going to save this for later on in the pod. But I d- I did manage to get an interview with with Laurie Wright, who is general manager for for Teams and Skype for Business. Oh, nice. Oh, that's impressive. So- yeah so i wanted to try and make you feel as jealous as possible as she is now in my close inner circle of friends yeah you're basically best buds like text buddies <laughs> yeah well i mean although she doesn't seem to have replied to any of my uh, <laughs> reaching out since the interview she she was lovely and it it was a really yeah a really, she's,
1: she's a really good speaker as well like the keynote really really went well i think across all the presenters but her in particular she she, she presents the story really well yeah, she,
0: she was lovely. Um, so, Tom, let's get straight into it. it. It's been very busy since the last time we spoke in terms of updates, as we said, ma- mainly for Teams. So do you, do you want to run through the main updates and re- releases that uh, have gone on this month?
1: Yeah, so there were seven seven things I picked out of Enterprise Connect as like key announcements um, around, and it is all Microsoft Teams, and and that's to be expected. You know, that's Microsoft's future vision for UC and Intelligent Communications. And, and the seven things are sort of starting to bring that story to life. So the, the first one, and arguably the biggest, is genuine Teams IP phones and Teams conference room phones. So physical, you know, IP phones that run Android and then run a Teams client on them, and it will be a native Teams experience.
0: And obviously that is something that they haven't had previously, you know, specifically for, for Teams, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, previously we've had Skype for Business phones, and, and there were two types of those. There were ones called Link Phone Edition going way back that ran Microsoft software, and then there were certified phones that were from partners like Audio Codes and Polycom that ran uh, compatible against Skype for Business or Skype for Business Online. Those phones will work with Teams in the future, via a cloud gateway, but these are different. These are going to be Teams native. So Teams UI, Teams look and feel, Teams features.
0: Absolutely, and, and there were a few different vendors that have brought these out. There was, I, I think I saw a, a Crestron one at EC, Polycom. There, there was a few. There's a few different options, wasn't there?
1: Yep, yeah, Link have them, uh, Audio Codes, Polycom, and they all have Skype phones as well. Um, Yaylink was new to the party. Uh, sorry, um, Crestron is new to the party. So they haven't got a Skype phone today. Um, but they are will have a Teams phone, which is interesting. But yeah, as per Microsoft's continuing story, they're all about ecosystem play with the devices. So they want some competitiveness in the market. They want to drive up the you know, innovation and drive up drive down the price, as it were. So we'll see some different phones from different vendors all with a Teams experience.
0: Yeah, I found that interesting, actually. That was one, one thing that my new best friend, Laurie, mentioned to me during one of our many chats, was that the, the ecosystem of partners for Microsoft is, is incredibly important for developing alongside these platforms, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it got a, real, it got a couple of name checks in the keynote as well, of kind of like how partners help with devices, how partners help with video interrupt, how partners help with adoption. And it's always been a differentiator for Microsoft's story. And I think they're they're, they're highlighting it again now because as they move to a cloud service and a cloud-first service in Teams, a lot more is done in-house by Microsoft. But they're pointing out that they still, you know, need and want their partners to build devices to build video interop. So, Pexip, BlueJeans, and Polycom will have video interop services allowing standard-based video to work with Teams. They need those partners to complete the story.
0: Absolutely, and in relation to those uh, new team's phones was the
1: announcement from Plantronics and Microsoft about about the sort of phone base station. Yeah, mobile phone station was kind of the name that was given to it, which is interesting. So this is kind of a new type of device, although um, I don't know whether you ever saw these, but Ultagen way back in the day had a similar concept. It was a physical handset where you docked a mobile phone into it. This is a little bit different, a little bit more modern. So it's a Bluetooth base station you drop your phone onto it, it's got wireless charging and your phone automatically docks and becomes a essentially a speakerphone and has a Plantronics headset on it. So, I
0: mean, the application for that sounds quite big in terms of a lot of, you know, remote workers tend to have a business phone and coming into the office, it does make sense potentially to be able to just drop your existing mobile phone onto a mobile phone station.
1: Yeah, I think I think for... Some certain types of workers, maybe frontline workers or hot desking, the, the the mobile clients are pretty strong these days in terms of experience. So being able to drop down, not even have to cable in, but do wireless charging and Bluetooth syncing does make it really convenient for a certain type of worker. And I'm, I'm anticipating these pricing quite favorably compared to an IP phone because the intelligence is in the mobile. So hopefully that means they're less cost to produce absolutely
0: and uh, one of the ongoing themes for, from Enterprise Connect what was voice assistance and voice interaction and all that sort of thing and Microsoft have well I'm not joined the party but with Cortana No,
1: I think, join, I think join the party is fair like uh, you know like Amazon have been leading the charge on this obviously in the consumer space um, and in their consumer space they already have calling between their Echoes and other bits and pieces, Amazon are starting to try and penetrate business. So they have Chime, and they're, they're, they're trying to seed Echoes into businesses, and that was obviously part of their story at Enterprise Connect. Microsoft are now kind of bringing Cortana to the party in Enterprise, and I think this is a really smart way in, which is on the IP phones, and I'm hoping eventually on the team's clients. So, I mean, the nice thing about Cortana is it's built in a microsoft enterprise you know it's your data kind of way so there's there's that plus for it but also just the tight integration to ip phone so what they showed on stage was picking up a handset and saying you know i want to have a catri- uh, i want to have a conference with patrick and rob and it just spinning up a conference like like even today we have loads of issues with people trying to learn how to start conferences so being able to do it with voice is really interesting
0: yeah, I mean, I am hey, I'm absolutely incapable of using anything. So, in terms of um, anything that assists with user error, it is beneficial to me. And if I only have to talk to it, Um what I did, I did speak while I was at Enterprise Connect to uh, the general manager for Alexa for business, which is obviously the, the Amazon sort of voice within business. And, and one of the concerns, which he didn't manage to completely overlay, as you touched on, was the data which it. And the security of data within Microsoft is a potential, you know, a massive selling point against competitors in that front, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think it's going to be really important. Amazon will push, you know, they have a better voice system because they have consumer devices and they have business devices. And that's definitely a story. But if you're going to put an audio recording device in your conference room that sends data to the cloud, uh, you can bet a lot of businesses are going to be very careful about how that works for security and compliance. I'm doing some work with, or uh, uh, one of our, our guys is doing some work with an F1 team at the moment, and it's amazing how paranoid they have to be with their designs and their conversations, and you know it's all glued up USB ports and they do things even get to go to the cloud. So, and and that's the same, you know, in finance and other other competitive verticals, you know, even pharma. So it will be a a real consideration for businesses.
0: Yeah, I suppose in, in certain verticals where Security is critical. That that's going to be keen something for us to keenly keep an eye on. Um, there, there's a couple more sort of general updates from Teams. One thing, and I did hear someone at Enterprise Connect mention that this was potentially slightly behind a, a Cisco equivalent, which was the proximity detection for Teams within meeting rooms.
1: Yes, yeah, Cisco had a variant of this. So um, in in Cisco, you could come into a, a video meeting room. Some of them bring in your iPad and it would use a high-pitched tone between the video system and the iPad to know you're in the room and automatically kind of say you're in a video meeting room, do you want to join on the room? So this is a little bit catch up. I think Microsoft are using different technology to make it happen, but the, con- the the concept is the same. I run into a room with my laptop. My team's client says, oh, I realize you're in a Skype-enabled meeting room. Would you like to join on the room system rather than on the laptop? Um, And it's a really nice practical feature. You know, we have two Skype room systems in the Modality St Ormond's office. It's very often you don't pre-book them and then you want to wander in and move your meeting to the meeting room. And being able to do that in one click intelligently is quite exciting
0: yeah and I suppose anything again that simplifies you know a user error on my on my part is beneficial um there was also the announcement about the sort of mobile companion experience, which was effectively using your phone as a sort of remote control if I was
1: getting yeah, that. they didn't demo this, which was interesting um but they talked about it and they talked about it in the blog post. It's quite interesting. everybody has a smartphone pretty much you join a meeting, what they're trying to do is make use of that device. And the use cases are really around um, controlling PowerPoint. So potentially you join the meeting on a laptop, but then you're walking around a room and you want to control the PowerPoint. Um, So like I'm talking to you now, I have a wireless headset. I often walk around while I'm talking. Having that controller there is interesting. But I think what's really interesting is being able to share the phone screen into the meeting or use the phone's camera. So, I mean, you could kind oh, of. I hadn't seen that. No, it didn't get demoed. They just talked about it in the blog post. So, this is like I'm an engineer. I'm working on a new gearing system. We're having a meeting about the gearing system. I can pick my phone camera up, bring it into the meeting as a video feed, and not just join the meeting on my phone and it's another participant, but intelligently know that's just going to be a camera for part of this meeting. And then hold my camera all around the gearing system and give you the view of what's going on. So there's there's some real good use cases that. I mean the other obvious one is sharing the phone screen is app development. So, you know, this is probably near and dear to Microsoft's heart. On iOS now you can stream the screen into your own iOS app. So effectively you can join the Teams meeting, show the beta of your app, and it will show up full screen in Teams as a stream from your phone screen. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's quite interesting. There's a bit more sort of capability and potential there than I initially initially considered. Uh, and the other sort of um, feature update, which which I'm quite looking forward to personally testing, is the uh, back, background blur on Teams video chat.
1: Yeah, this was interesting because I mean this has been around for a while in kind of a niche way. So there are third-party video drivers that can kind of sit in line with your webcam. Um, so I've got Logitech Brio it came with a a bundled app that could do this thing Um, but they were always third party at additional cost and and there was some you know kind of calculation being done in real time for mapping your face and blurring the background so it, it was it was niche but there but building it right into the product is quite interesting and again Microsoft kind of said this is using cloud level intelligence so it's not a fancy three-dimensional windows hello camera it's a flat 2d image and they're calculating based on facial recognition and you know body recognition what they should be showing and what they shouldn't be showing
0: i suppose it'd be quite interesting going forward to see you know what other cloud resources they can use to enable other potential functions similar to
1: that yeah i mean think you you can see things like they talked about in the um at the end of the Enterprise Connect demo, they talked about counting the number of people in the room in a video room system, so so IT admins can know how many people were sitting in the room, and that's the kind of stuff you can do if you're, you know, you're taking the video to the cloud and you're analyzing it. Um, but I mean, this is very practical as well. In finance, we get this all the time, like people are really paranoid about turning on video because they're in rows of desks, and, and theoretically, someone can see the whiteboard, can see the screen. So an enterprise admin being able to just say, no, by policy, with background blurring all video is really interesting like that's a real good security feature.
0: Yeah, I haven't been so paranoid about it from a security if, aspect. It's more just if the dog decides to climb on my shoulders and I, as I'm on the video <laughs> at least he'll be blurred out and you know everyone won't be distracted from. But that's a, that's a whole whole
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and at some point that AI has to make a calculation of did you want the dog in the picture or not. So you'll see how that works. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose also the contributors in the video chat have
0: to decide whether they want to look at the dog more than they want to listen to me which to be honest would be entirely
1: <laughs> Maybe a um, future podcast with dog and guest, Patrick Yes, yeah, we'll
0: try and get, well to be honest, his insights
1: would probably be better but that's a whole other. Um
0: So there were there were a couple of um, also sort of big bits of news as well, weren't there, as well as the update, one of which I, I reported on at Enterprise Connect which was the the update on the, on the the direct routing, as I was calling it, and then obviously, ever in America, was direct routing. Routing, so, yeah, yeah so it's not, definitely sure routing. You're correct. It's absolutely routing, isn't it? But yeah. um, so that was the ability from within teams to make to connect directly to different providers.
1: Yeah. So this this is this was announced at, um, at Ignite last year as coming. So it's not entirely new news, but it's the ability to connect your own session border controller. So the two certified vendors at the moment are AudioCodes and Ribbon, used to be called Sonos. and connect that directly to Microsoft Cloud and bring your own phone service. So I can buy a session border controller from AudioCodes or Ribbon, plug it in, connect any carrier in the world, and, and then plug that SBC into Microsoft Cloud and bring my own user phone numbers. And, and that's something that a lot of enterprises want to do. They're already very happy with BT or AT&T or Level 3. They just want to bring those phone numbers to Microsoft service. Um, yeah,
0: because there were some sort of Microsoft plans available, weren't there? But you, you couldn't necessarily go with all your third parties.
1: Yeah, the Microsoft plans are all direct in the cloud, and, and they they are from Microsoft directly. They, they do your phone numbers and they do your minutes. I think we're up to about 10 or 11 countries now, so Canada just came into preview. But obviously, 10, 11 countries is not the world for most enterprises, so they always had to bring some kind of phone service. Um, But what's new, interestingly, is Microsoft announced Thinktel, who are a Canadian telco, as the first certified provider to bring this service. And this is, I'm surprised this didn't make bigger news because this is Microsoft saying Thinktel are certified to directly connect their PSDN service to Microsoft. Therefore, now me as a customer, I don't need to go and buy a session border controller from Ribbon or Sonos. I can just contract with Thinktel, contract with Microsoft, and have my numbers come to the service in the cloud. And that that's the model that a lot of customers want. Like They're going to the cloud already. They're bought into the cloud. They don't necessarily want to run Kit on site. They just want to have phone numbers magically appear.
0: Uh, and, and that's quite interesting. Do you think they'll expand that? certification to other telcos yeah very li-
1: very likely i mean like and it's not for everybody there are still reasons why you might want to run your own session border controller, i like to interrupt your contact center to interrupt your existing pbx to do analog but absolutely if the carriers are willing and i believe a number of them are they, they will get certified too and therefore you could go and sign up with Microsoft and BT or Microsoft AT&T or Microsoft and Deutsche Telekom um, picking those names at random I don't know if they're going down the route or not but absolutely I would envisage a lot of carriers giving that option
0: uh, and was that about it
1: for Teams updates I mean it seems like a lot or have I missed anything from the vast list? uh so, so what last thing I guess is just last week uh, 19th actually this week um, the 19th Telstra an Australian Telco, ISP, kind of the massive dominant IT player in Australia, um, announced that they are now going to provide user calling plans for for Microsoft Teams and Skype for Business. Um, that's slightly different. That's like a the, this is the formation of a multi-year relationship and engineering thing between Telstra and Microsoft. So this is a back-end connection similar to direct routing but slightly different technology. And this is for Skype, for Business Online, and for Teams. So so again, we see Microsoft playing nicer with the telcos than, than potentially you know, 24, 36 months ago. It was very Microsoft are gonna be a telco, you watch us deploy everywhere. I think the reality of that has been, it's quite hard to do that in terms of legal, in terms of agreements, in terms of governments. So now being a bit more, yeah, you can come and we think our Microsoft's phone service is great and in the 10 countries it's in, we think it's great. But if you want to bring Telstra to the party, you want to bring Thinktel to the party, you want to bring any other carrier to the party, that's great too.
0: And that pretty much summarizes all of the, I say all of the, there was a lot of news for, for Teams. Uh, we did, obviously, the, the PSTN uh, call plans that you mentioned there for, for Skype for Business, was there, Did did Skype for Business have anything else that happened this month or was it completely? I get more and more the impression that Skype for Business feels a bit like the ugly stepchild that
1: Microsoft are slightly neglecting
0: or is that just me?
1: Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's definitely getting less airtime. Like, like the feeling inside of Microsoft is that Skype for Business, you know, is in kind of, is what it is. Like there's no on-prem UC stack that I think that can touch Skype for Business server in terms of feature set. So they feel like they've completed enough work on that server option to be competitive, and most of the dev focus and the whiz bang stuff is using cloud technology, therefore is using you know Teams and, and, and AI and cloud. So certainly Enterprise Connect server got a name check at the end of the keynote just saying, server 2019 is coming at the end of the year, we still get people want to do on-prem, we still think server's a thing. Um, but the, the kind of the message at Ignite and at Enterprise Connect is server is absolutely going to have any release, absolutely continue to be supported, but don't expect lots of new whiz-bang features in server, like the, the, the development, the innovation is happening in Teams. Go ahead.
0: Um, so that, it was obviously a very busy month this month,
1: do you think we're likely to get much news or release in terms of new features over the next month?
0: Or is it going to be a bit quiet?
1: Um, so so uh, it, it, Microsoft's uh, roadmap runs in quarters. So we should be expecting more stuff to come out towards July. And certainly stuff, it's interesting, it, stuff tends to just drip out when it's ready. It's not like we get big bangs. But certainly things that were talked about again at Enterprise Connect with things like cloud recording, so that that is in test at the moment, that should be coming to GA relatively soon. Um, And a few other bits and pieces around uh, Teams, certainly by July, we should be expecting video interop and and phone interop. So yeah, I think we'll see more stuff. We'll see next month uh, what drops, but certainly leading up to the end of calendar Q2, there'll be a bunch more features coming. Perfect. So
0: um, if anyone wants to obviously read more, your blog is tomtalks,
1: isn't it, .uk? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, I've got the seven things from Enterprise Connect we learned there and more information on the Telstra recording plans and the ThinkTel Direct Connect. So if you're interested in the specifics, my blog is a good place to start. And I'm always knocking about on Twitter and LinkedIn as well if you've got comments or feedback or questions. Brilliant. Well,
0: thanks so much, Tom, for the monthly update. And I will speak to you in about four weeks.
1: Great. Cheers, Patrick. Talk soon.
0: As usual, big thanks to Tom and look forward to catching up with him again next month for the next batch of news. If you have any Microsoft-related questions or general questions for Tom or me, get in touch on LinkedIn or Twitter at News. But you can also find loads more Microsoft-related content on our website at uctoday.com. Thanks for listening.